Yeah, my name is Jim Alexander, and my character I played was Joe Walker. So I think the story goes that I did a showcase at the last year of my drama school, and the lady called Corinne Rodriguez saw me in that showcase and was obviously looking for um, a South London kind of chap and the part that I played in the showcase was very London um, and obviously called me in for uh, an audition, did a couple of those and after about six months got cast, I think it was actually about six months since I left drama school got cast in London's Burning so it was a very very lucky start to my acting career. I never got to Leighton. I left in the year 2000, so I did two seasons, 98 to 2000, and I was only ever at Dockhead, um, which was a lovely fire station. But no, I never went to Leighton. Never, never. Um, I possibly should have done. I should have stayed in London's Burning, but I <laughs> decided to leave. <laughs> I don't believe I did have a nickname. Um, in fact, I know I didn't. It was just Joe. Joe Walker. Um, no, I wasn't lucky enough to have a nickname. I vaguely remember it. I remember my first day quite well because I was ever so nervous. And my first scene, um, it was all very much of a, uh, a new world. Uh, had to learn things very, very quickly. Had to pick up things. I do remember that. I can't remember what went on in that episode. I do remember driving a very yellow car uh, into the back of the fire, the fire station, um, Dockhead. Um, but yeah, the, the, the memory of that first day is still very, very vivid. It would have been Brad and um, Heather as well, because we all came in at the same time, didn't we? Um, yeah, no, it was... And it was the first, obviously it was the first episode, I believe, with the new beginning of the, you know, it used to start and then it changed and it had a, a music and a kind of intro. That was the first episode for that as well. So people were probably a bit taken aback as to what had happened to London's Burning. <laughs> um, cool, what happened? I suppose it's like any other kind of TV series in terms of um, a, a romantic relationship. There was always a kind of, will she, won't she, will he, won't he, will Brad get involved or will um, Dan get involved? And there was this kind of triangle going on, who will she go with, who won't she go with? And that kind of played out very much in the first series and then continued in the, the second series that, that Brad and I did um, before we both uh, came a cropper on, the, on that last, episode of series, would that been series 12? But there was a lot of, I think I can remember lots of um, times when we were on shouts and we were obviously trying to resolve some issue with Sally and I were obviously in a fire or I remember there was a big flood that we had to, um, or a sewage plant or something like that, that we were doing, doing something in where uh, it was always going to, you know, we we're always going to come together and there was going to be a bit of, bit of romance and it was always, will it, will it, won't it, won't it happen? And that would just continue throughout.
Yeah, Ryan. I haven't spoken to Ryan for a long time. He was a great. He's a great lad, Ryan. I think he's still doing. He's still doing bits and pieces. He's still still uh, doing some comedy stuff and some 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 theatre stuff, I believe. Um, yeah, he's a really really good lad. I, I think I saw him about ten years ago, um, and it was lovely to see him. He's a he's a really really lovely bloke, and um, wish him all the best in in his endeavours uh, in the future. But yeah. It, I, I can't remember. He wasn't in that many episodes. He's probably in a handful of episodes. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have a brother in it. I do remember one episode where we had to dress up in fancy dress um, for some reason. Can't remember why, but I do remember walking the streets of London looking a bit ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean, so I joined with people like Michael Garner who'd been there a number of years. Richard Walsh had been there right from the start and Glenn Murphy, Ben on Walkway. They were probably, and oh, who's the lady that played Maggie? I've forgotten her name. Oh no, she's such a lovely lady. Um, but she, I think she was there from the start. Um, Mandy Dickinson, um, who has played Sicknote's wife. Uh, yeah, so there was quite, there was quite a few people that, that were there from you know years gone by, and they they were so welcoming and so lovely. Um, it was um, it was a really really good team of people. You know, it was you were just brought into the mix and welcomed, and yeah, just got got involved with the show straight from the word go. And not just the cast as well, the the crew were were fantastic. There was a really good um, ensemble, um, and the teamwork between everyone. That from you know from props to locations to makeup costume, um, even the obviously the production team uh, at the back um, was just a, it, was, it was wonderful. It was such I was I was so blessed to be involved in something at such a young age. I probably didn't really um, understand that at the time and took it for granted a little bit at the time. So, um, but it was just such a you know was very very lucky indeed with what what I was you know. What, what I was doing at the age of 21, 22. So, yeah, they were good, good days, really good days. It was, well, makeup especially was the kind of first thing that you did in the morning. And so everyone would get how early it was off their chest. And um, Rene and, oh, it's all, the, all the names have disappeared from my head. I can see the faces, I just can't remember the names. Um, and you'd have a, a chuckle in the morning and it was always very, very early. And normally me being me would turn up a bit grumpy because I'm not very good in the morning. And uh, I would kind of wander in looking like death and almost saying similar things. Uh, and then sit in a chair or have a shave, sit in a chair and talk to the, the lovely makeup team. And then you'd be ushered out into costume. And costume was a completely entirely different world because there were some real characters in costume um, that literally just stood there and, you know, there was a lot of banter going on, lots of uh, childish uh, language that would go on whilst you got your, either you got your, um, your firefighting outfit on or your civilian clothes on before you went and got your breakfast and were ready to try and remember what on earth you're going to be doing that day and look at your lines that you're supposed to have learned the night before or previously. So, um, yeah, always started with makeup, then costume.
Um, but it was, as I said, it was very, very early. But again, the people were just so wonderful. Yeah, so, yeah, we did train. And we trained at um, Southwark Training, the Central uh, London Fire Brigade Training Centre, which was based in, in Southwark. And we spent two weeks on an intensive programme learning all of the, the physical skills, not necessarily the kind of um, theory or theoretical fire, because obviously there's a, an, an element of pressures and hose, you know, or, or the, the, the theory behind different things that you need to know. So we, we did an intensive program of training, which meant, you know, going up high, uh, really high, um, what, I don't know what you'd call it, sort of roof ladders and carrying uh, other ladders on your back whilst you're going up a one, three, five, it's all coming back to me now, isn't it? Um, going through, you know, obviously the breathing apparatus, working with that, understanding how to put it on very, very quickly, how to take it off, how to go into smoke-filled rooms. We did that. Um, so it was, yeah, it was quite intensive. It was, I really, really enjoyed it because um, it was very, very physical. And back then my body wasn't so broken as it is now. So I could do various different things. I always found the, in a series, um, and I remember series one, obviously series two, the kind of crescendo episode, there was always a build up to a big fire <laughs> or shout. And there was one in a, in a dockyard um, in series, it would have been series 11, which was, you know, just the, the kind of pyrotechnics and the, the shout itself and all of the, you know, Armageddon happening basically in front of us was, was really exciting to be part of. And we always used to do that in a night shoot because obviously fire looks better at night. Um, yeah, they, they were always really, um, just really exciting to get involved in, to try and make look as realistic as possible it was always a challenge. Um, and that, yeah, some, I, I do remember being, there was one episode where we were, uh, it was a lot to do with I think it was a flood and I think it was I think it was a sewage plant or something like that where we were pretty much just on like flumes all day you know <laughs> just being shot through water so it's all I really like the physical uh, the you know, physical shouts that we we had to get involved in um, and I do remember at, at Woolwich Woolwich Arsenal there was actually a real fire um, so there was a flashover that happened where a few people got singed um, which was obviously dealt with very, very quickly because we had the real heroes on site. We had real firefighters. So if anything went wrong, they would just step in and, and take over and, 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 and do the, the things that they, they could do. So there was an element of danger, which was quite exciting. Yeah, no, a lot of the time we did the, the stunts ourselves. I think there was always a, an element of risk. And when the risk got too much in terms of insurance, they would it's, it's um, a lot more sensible to, to have a real firefighter take over because essentially, if you're in breathing apparatus, you're not going to see it's me anyway. I always wanted to do as much as I possibly could, but obviously there's certain times when I was told that I wasn't allowed purely because of insurance reasons and you have to take a step back. But yeah, there was a lot of times where, you know, if you imagine it, you're walking up to a, a, a building that's on fire without your breathing apparatus on and in one shot you put the breathing apparatus on and you go into the building so there was a lot of all of that kind of stuff and come out coming out of the building as well so 
Um, yeah, you know, we did quite a lot, lot of stuff. We were trained to do it. We were had people either side of us. And I suppose there was just one or two occasions when I wasn't allowed to do something, which um, which was a little bit upsetting because I would have would have loved to have done it. But, you know, that's the way the, the cookie crumbled. I do have one memory where we were doing it. We're on a location and uh, I won't mention who the cast member was, but um, <laughs> we because of rain, we couldn't film. And there was, we were all in a, there's like a cast Winnie, Winnebago where everyone sits. And we had to spend two days without doing anything. So we were all in our firefighters gear. And because of the weather, we just couldn't film. And we spent two days in this Winnebago, which was with a lot of us. There was a lot of people involved in this, uh, in this episode. Uh, we all went absolutely stir crazy. We kind of got cabin fever. Um, and I suppose what, you know, the couple, last couple of years that everyone's been through, people can understand what cabin fever is like. And it got to the point where certain, we were just going do lally, um, certain cast members started lighting their own farts. So uh, it got that stupid that the only thing that we could keep us, that would keep us entertained was doing stuff like that. And everyone started doing it um, in this Winnebago. And uh, yeah, it just got a little bit, <laughs> a little bit stir crazy. Everyone started going a little bit mad because we were cooped up in a little Winnebago for two days. Um, other memories involved, you know, all of the, the stuff that happened around the show. And there was um, in the set, so we were at Long, Long Lane, there was um, a bar, which actually was a, a running bar. And we used to really take advantage of that bar after we finished the show. And there was a, a guy called Dave, and we used to call him Deep Fried Dave because he just deep fried everything. But um, there were some great memories of spending some time having a few drinks in, in that bar at the, at the end of certain days with lots of cast members, lots of crew. Uh, it, was, it was a fantastic time, really good time. I, you know, as I said before, I, I probably took it for granted a little bit too much and didn't, didn't understand how lucky I was. That's a, that's a good question. Um, something that's not London's burning, but it is focused around firefighters. I think there is a place for it. I think everyone, I think people are genuinely interested in firefighters and what they have to do. So yes, I would, I would think so. I think the reality is that as a series like London's Burning, it costs a lot of money because it involves a lot of special effects. Um, and that's what people want to see. So the only way that they could possibly do it is to focus on the human element of it and not do so much of the... Um, so much of the special effects. But I don't think you could ever replace London's Burning. I still keep in contact with, with Brad, who played Dan, Heather, speak to her occasionally, Richard Walsh. I've met up with him a few times and occasionally Jonathan Guy Lewis. Um, and, you know, on social media, I sometimes might message Glenn or um, Michael. So, yeah, but we, we, we don't see each other you know, loads, but um, it would be lovely to to kind of be in the room with them all and share some memories and see how they're all doing. What do I do now? So I am now a director of a what's called a learning and development company, 
who focuses on um, it's corporate learning and development so like corporate training soft skill development or human skill development around leadership communication um, basically helping people work better together in this new way of work that we all find ourselves in I'm a director of that company I gave up acting when my second child just before, just before my second child was born which would have been over seven years ago now um, and yeah I got to the stage with acting where I just couldn't couldn't sustain two kids mortgage family it's all right when you're sort of just looking after yourself but when you've got to look after other little people and stuff it um it, it can get very very challenging if the opportunities aren't aren't out there so yeah i'm um, i've yeah i don't do it anymore unfortunately <laughs>